What's up, peeps? I'm back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. First off, I do want to apologize for the last show. I did cover that LaParka passed away on us after injuries he suffered in a wrestling match. I messed up, though. Unbeknownst to me, and I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, there was actually two LaParkas. One that was LaParka, the wrestling legend from Mexico, and then another one that is LaPark, who used the name LaParka. So LaPark was the guy I grew up watching in WCW all those years, but I did know LaParka, too. So I do want to apologize about that mistake. I did not know until some YouTubers commented and they told me the deal, which I greatly appreciate. And uh, LaPark has gone on record and said that he will no longer ever use the name LaParka for the rest of his career. All right, let's get to the show. AEW. MJF is cutting ties with MLW, which is Major League Wrestling. He is the, he was their champion with, and he was with them a few years. His contract with them expired on January 11th and he did not resign. I think that Tony Khan is tightening the reins on his big stars working elsewhere, as I had said before. I wonder if Jimmy Havoc is done with MLW, though, because he has an upcoming match with Brian Pillman Jr. And the wrestling world, when the fuck is a legit company going to sign Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. to a legit goddamn contract already? That kid's awesome, and he's a star. Diamond Dallas Page claims he's having his final match on AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. He's teaming up with Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. He's going against MJF, The Butcher, and The Blade. DDP is now 63 years old. If you followed him, you know in WCW, he was into his 30s when he first became world champion. He's done so much to help people with his DDP yoga, what have you. It'll be great to watch his last match, watch his last diamond cutter, etc. But you know, it's never a wrestler's last match. Never say it's over till it's over. On to some WWE news. Well, the USA Network really likes The Miz. They just signed him to host a reality competition. It's called The Cannonball. The series will have 10 episodes for the first season. It will premiere this summer, and it will feature contestants from all over the country competing in different water-based challenges, all for the chance at $10,000. It sounds like a USA knockoff of Wipeout, to be honest. On Raw... Buddy Murphy vs. Alistair Black Part 3. I think Murphy is a huge effing talent. I thought there was no way in hell that they were going to let him lose to Alistair Black for a third time, but they did. But it was all part of the story, of course, because at the end of the show, he actually joined Seth Rollins and the AOP's faction. So Buddy Murphy is now part of that group, and that faction is shaping up to be quite nice. I love it. Triple H is under a little bit of heat. Last show, I reported that he commented on the returns of Page and Edge. He said he wants to see them back in a ring and in competition, but he also wants to see them live long and healthy lives. After that, he said Edge has kids and Page probably has some she doesn't know of, which was a sick burn. But Page seen it and she did not like it. She tweeted, ew, my own boss makes fun of me. No wonder you guys too. Do too. And you guys is us because the fans can be vicious to her online. So that's pretty fucked up.
Naomi has gone on record and said that she would love to team up with either injury-prone Ember Moon or Bianca Belair. Now, Belair and Naomi would be a fucking force to be reckoned with, and they would have those tag women championship belts in no time. Bray Wyatt sent a cryptic message to Woken Matt Hardy. Bray tweeted, Dear Matt, I could never hurt you. I could heal you, just like you did for me. When the world threw me away, you were the only one offering to pick me up, and I never forget. Now, we know Matt Hardy's contract is up at any time, so it would be awesome to see him end his run, joined up with Bray Wyatt, or continue his WWE run with Bray Wyatt. So we'll see what's in store. Now, we know the Revival's contracts are up very soon. This spring, to be exact. They have been unhappy for quite a while, and AEW wants them badly. Well, they both recently filed a trademark for selling wrestling merchandise. It was the term Shatter Machine. Now, I think that's what they call their finisher in WWE, so that would tell me if they're following that trademark, they don't plan on leaving. But the funny part is, they use the same lawyer that Cody Rhodes uses to file his trademarks. So maybe they are going to AEW. And finally, for WWE, the Undisputed made a surprise appearance at NXT TakeOver Blackout 2. Walter retained his title as world champion, and his faction Imperium came out to celebrate. Out of nowhere, Undisputed attacked and left Imperium laying in the ring. It was awesome. All right, peeps, we got to pay some bills real quick. When we come back, we got some Impact Wrestling news. We got some big news, kind of, which you already heard, but I want to give it to you anyway. We also do have Ring of Honor, some UFC news, and a wrestling story. So remember to check us out on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, the AEW Insider, and on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back. Let's get right back to the show. Next, we have Impact Wrestling. Now, I know Hard to Kill pay-per-view's been over with for a couple days, but since I gave my prediction and so a couple of things happened during and after, I do want to report the results. So we did have Michael Elgin versus Eddie Edwards for the Winner Get Your Call Shot trophy. I picked Michael Elgin only because that's why I thought Impact was. Like I said, I wanted Edwards to win, and Edwards did win, so I'm very happy for him. We next had Rob Van Dam versus Brian Cage. Van Dam beat Cage and then Daga came out. Van Dam turned on Daga and beat him also. It has come to light that immediately, I mean immediately after his match that night, Cage signed with AEW ASAP. Brian Cage is now a member of AEW and that's another big man they needed to add to the roster. We also had Moose versus Rhino. I picked Rhino. The winner was Moose. We did have OVE's Fulton versus Ken Shamrock. I picked Shamrock and Shamrock won. We also had the Women's Knockout Championship, which was Taya Valkyrie versus Jordan Grace versus ODB. I picked Jordan Grace, but Taya Valkyrie did retain her title. We did have the Impact Tag Team Championship up for grabs. It was the North versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack. I went with Mack and Swan, but the North retained their titles. We also had Ace Austin versus the Radicals Trey for the X Division Championship. I picked Ace and Ace did win. 
And finally, we had my dog, the draw, Sammy motherfucking Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard for the Impact World Championship belt. They gave it to Tessa Blanchard. I'm a huge Tessa Blanchard fan, or maybe I should say I used to be a huge fan of hers. Um, I did not think they would take the title off the uh, the draw that quickly, but they did. They gave it to him, and they took it right from him pretty much, which is fucked up and they pretty much made a racist their champion a day or two before the story broke and was confirmed that tessa blanchard did call black la rose a nigger and spit in her face tessa blanchard denied it at first and now her damage control story is is that her and black la rose are close friends and they squashed the beef between them back in november you know when she called her a nigger and spit in her face Tessa also tried to do damage control after winning the Impact title. When the show went off the air, she gave a very fake speech to the fans and told them that nobody is perfect. Everybody once in their life fucks up and calls somebody a nigger and spits in their face, right, Tessa? But she is your Impact World Championship. Champion. Ring of Honor. I've been talking about Marty Skrull. His contract is up. AEW wants him bad. He's messing with NWA. Ring of Honor offered him WWE main roster money to stay. And Marty Skrull has signed with Ring of Honor. He actually stayed with the company that's been treating him good and paying him. He's getting all those millions and millions of dollars with that fat contract. Plus, in his contract, he got a booking job backstage. The booker actually puts together the matches, decides who wins them, what have you. So he's got his hand in a pot to put anybody over that he wants, including himself. And he's getting paid millions of dollars to do it. So Marty Skull is Ring of Honor. UFC. Conor McGregor has admitted that he was drinking during the whole week for UFC 229. He said, I'm not going back there. I'm in a better place. I made mistakes and I've been man enough to admit them and correct it. That's what I've done. I might not be perfect, but with a good sleep and a full belly, I'm damn close. And Dana White has revealed that McGregor told him he wants his rematch against Khabib over the fight with Jorge Masvidal. So we'll see how that turns out. And finally, the current king of all wrestling interviews, Chris Van Vliet, released an interview this morning with none other than David Benoit. That's right, he is the Canadian crippler Chris Benoit's blood son. David revealed that he wants to wrestle under the name Chris Benoit Jr., and he revealed a lot more. It's a very candid, very excellent interview. It's a must-see, so check it out on all our social media and on YouTube. All right, peeps, I just wanted to bring you that news real quick. I will be back when I can in a couple days with some more exciting news, gossip, rumors, what have you. Remember to check us out on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, the AEW Insider, and Twitter, the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and we'll see you soon. Ciao, peeps.